Hi everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Marketing Corner once again. Today uh, we're working on episode 36, and this is part of a two-part series where we talk events. The first one, uh, if you haven't listened to it, was about virtual events, mostly webinars, but but about that. And this one is going to be about physical events. And uh, I want you to kick it off a little bit, Jen, because uh, there's no uh, no secret here. This is where you have a little bit more experience than I have. Since I have basically none. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not hard. It's the not bar hard. is low. The bar is pretty low. <laughs> uh, what do you? Uh, when when was your last uh, physical event? Uh, participated in or arranged? Thursday. <laughs> Which uh, today's Monday. So yeah, not too long ago, actually. Here on a Monday, we held what we're calling the Made for IoT Summit. And um, I think summit is a very grandiose ter term, yeah. but it really was that. Um, it was, well, let me back up a little bit. So where we kind of decide what we're going to do first is we have, a, I love my matrixes. Because yeah. marketing is very, I love a matrix. She's a matrix mistress. I love she it. has all of them. Yep. I have them all. Yeah. I collect them all. But I, marketing is so multifaceted. So I think it's a really good kind of tool of kind of where do things fall. And so I have... Um, virtual events and physical events, and then I have owned and sponsored. Okay. Sponsored being like having a stall or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And so this was um, in the owned physical event. That was something we really wanted to do. And it came about because, you know, the quarter's coming to a close. We want to try to get at least, not maybe not necessarily close new business right away, but yet we, we call it head into 2023 in style. Yeah. Um, and one of the ways we kind of, our business, our pricing model is based on new customers and expansion upon existing customers. So it was like, okay, how do we get new customers, expand on existing, and also just remind the existing customers who maybe are ready for expansion that we love them and that we're here and share knowledge. And how do we put ourselves up as a thought leader? It's an event. And so um, we came up with the concept. Um, it is not a sales event. So like I, I have to emphasize that. We didn't try to sell, but we did want to, obviously there were certain people we would love to meet face-to-face -face and let them know that we are a company that is we go up against household names. We yeah. go up against AT&T, T-Mobile, Deutsche Telekom. We're going up against these, yeah, household names. We want to show like we are a force to be reckoned with. And so we organized this event. We invited 80 either high value prospects or existing customers. Cool. Um, Very cool. Yep. Um, a mix of both because also your customers are your best advocates, yeah. right? You want to get them all in the same room. We got speakers from AWS, Microsoft, Mask. Yeah, we pulled out the big guns. We had some really, really impressive speakers. Um, our founder also did, uh, Henrik, our CTO, talked about something. We had a big product reveal, which was really exciting. Um, and out of the 80 people that we aimed to have come, 74 showed up. Wow. And we had three people get, like, canceled flights and things like that beyond their control. Um, so it was a really good turnout, right? We did pay for flight and hotel for people coming from far away. Okay, that is also... So we, it was a huge investment. We took a big gamble, but it was one of those like, how can this go wrong? <laughs> you know, I mean, it could in many ways, but it was, you know, we we're getting the right people in the room. Okay. Um, and we want to provide value. And so we talked about the changing of IoT. Um, and one of the things that people said, um, the feedback was really good. The engagement was really good. We had to like have sessions run over like the networking because people didn't want to leave. You know, people didn't want to stop. We had dinner. We had, uh, we t they ended up going out to Jolene afterwards with some of these guys. Um, for those who don't know, it's a very, very cool bar. Cool bar. It's just pointed that way. In Meat City, yeah. uh, as this, the meatpacking district. But uh, yeah, no, so it was a full, it was a full calendar of events or a full schedule. 
And and it worked really well. And the feedback we've had on it has been really well received. People said, you know, with our industry, for example, um, a lot of the tech is built for mobile phones and you're trying to shove IoT on top. Yeah. And the reason we called it made for IoT is because Anamondo is the only one that we are built for IoT. We're built yeah. like we're not a dinosaur that has evolved to become IoT. We are made for IoT. Yeah. And that was one of the things that really shined through is people said it's so nice to be with people who understand this business and it's not trying to fit a square pig in a round hole. That's a really good point. Yeah, absolutely. So it was really successful and it got a lot of you know, our customer success people met their customers face to face. Our account managers got to meet people. Yeah, so overall, I think it was a really good event, really nice energy. Can I ask you, and uh, please, uh, if you can't say, that's also fine. How, mu how much do you spend on this? <laughs> I probably can't say. But but it's, saying, uh, it's significant. Right? A significant amount. You paid for flights and hotel, yeah. all plus event. I mean, we didn't fly in anyone from outside of Europe. Okay. We were, I think there was supposed to be someone from South Africa was the furthest, and that was a very good customer who does a lot of advocate, you know, advocates for us a lot. Um, but I would say it was probably going to be about 10% of my budget. Okay. Uh, how do you, question here, so how do you, how would you measure, like you said, it went really well, mm -hmm. sounds like it, but how for someone on the outside, how would like, let's say I was, uh, you know, on the board of Anamondo, who, hashtag maybe I should be, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> just joking guys, maybe not, but, <laughs> How how do you measure the success of this? Like how uh, also like maybe this is an extreme example, but do you have any other examples of measuring success from events? Yeah, I think this one's an extreme one, and it's so fresh. Yeah, you know we have a lot of plans for follow up. We're creating like a private group on LinkedIn that we can all okay. communicate with and kind of build the momentum of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. So we have a kind of follow up plans, but in other events, I think, um. I worked at 23, which yeah. did the video marketing meetup. Yes. Which, I remember attending those. Yeah. And those were really well received. Again, they we didn't spend a, a penny on them, no, actually. They were very cheap. We got sponsorship for the booze and sponsorship for the pizzas. Yeah. Um, and speakers came. And um, the way we could measure if that was successful is obviously we would have, I think at the time, it would be um, offline conversions. Yeah. Right. And that was the thing we always struggled with. So there was a lot of manual look of like, here's the attendee list. This person just became an SQL. And then we'd have to kind of manually override them. But we would see a huge amount of people coming in from those events as an SQL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's my point. But that, of course, you didn't have because there were so customers. Yeah, we did a mix. <clears throat> but I think it's really important to get your customers and your prospects in the same room. Yeah. They're the biggest advocates for you, right? Yeah, because then you're really ramping up the trustworthiness, right? Yeah. Like I said, essentially. Okay, that's really interesting. That's mm -hmm. really, really cool. Uh, I have not done something similar. I can't really, and I hate planning for an event. That's it's such a huge amount of work. Yeah, I've been part of planning committees, but God, like, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, um, like, if you do, I feel like you have to, like, I don't think United Fintech is a good example. Like, there were, there are 140 people, and when I was there, there were 40 people, 45 marketing team of, you know, four or five people plus a few extras. I don't think that's big enough to go with events at the size that you did. Oh, no. no. I don't think you I think you need more muscle. Yeah. Like, and it's not like, can it be done? Yeah, of course. But then you have to, because you, like, it's always like a question of, like, if you're doing this, that means you're not doing something else. Right? Yeah, of course. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. It's, you know, design, it's digital ads to promote, it's finding speakers, it's ordering pizzas. You know, it's actually, fun fact, listeners, my first experience with Casper, Casper doesn't know this was I was at 23 and he was speaking at an event in London 
Yeah. And I just started at 23 and I was kind of getting onboarded and I was told, oh, you need to book luggage for the speaker. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get ahead of growth. Why am I booking luggage? And it was like, well, he's a really good friend of the house and he wants to bring his family to London. So we need you to book his baggage and his extra tickets. And I was like, screw this guy. <laughs> he's such a diva. That was me. That's true. You're seeing it live. You're seeing it live. That's yeah. right. And it's actually like, uh, speaking of which, right? Like, you fucking booked me on Ryanair. I didn't book you. I was brought in to explain the tickets. I was booked in a Ryanair with my family. And back then, I only had one kid, my newborn kid. And when I got there, I did the event. And then I got fucking food poisoning. That's not my fault. <laughs> you can't blame that on me. I had nothing to do with that. And actually, it's kind of crazy because I remember, like, my wife and I, we still think of that trip. It's like, oh, God, it was so awful. Because it was the first time ever traveling with our kid. Add food poisoning after doing the event. So she, she was all alone in London with a newborn. It's like, no, that I can't blame me for it. But that was the first time I came across your name was uh, I got to book this guy extra luggage. What? What? What is this shit? <laughs> is he paying? You should be paying, right? <laughs> well, we really want to take care of him. I don't care what bootstraps. <laughs> so there you go. No, no, no. Yeah, that was me. I'm sorry. Recover memory. But anyway. Yeah. Yes, but I still think it's possible to do events with a small team. Yes. You just have to scale down the event, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all about how far do you want to go, right? Mm. I think I've seen some, like, I think the 23 meetups is actually a really good example of how, of course, 23 is, like, known for being videos so that are very video focused, so they can handle that part themselves in a yes. good way. Fair enough. Not everyone can do that. But, but at the same time, I think you can low to the ground. It can be a success. Mm -hmm. We did... Uh, we did an event where also where we invited all like of the top brands in in the Netherlands. I wasn't part of the. I can't really take credit for any of this uh, woman called Simone at Templify back then. Uh, she's not there anymore. But anyways, uh, but she did this like they arranged this uh, top of the brands. That's what they call it. Event where we invited all the big top name brands in Netherlands. I think a lot of them to show up, pay for a big fancy event with big. Uh, like, and it was not that, like, it was a lot of planning, but it's not that part. Like, it was mm -hmm. essentially, yes, they made a really nice invitation, physical invitation, the handwritten letter kind of stuff, right? And they had this, like, ballroom and high-stake high dinner, really good speakers, but that's it. Yeah, there's wasn't that much more because all of them came locally, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, 80% attendance rate of, out of the invitations, like, a huge conversion rate. Mm -hmm. And I think they closed at least two or three deals on it. Nice. I think that's my point of this. Because well, I've done I've done a few events with United Fintech uh, where we planned some in, we recently did one in Zurich. And uh, I always, uh, I, I, I can be a little bit harsh in this one. So, but, but I'm like, okay, guys, uh, if you're doing this, this is how much the event is going to cost based on your salary, based on how much a flight ticket is, our booth, all these things. This is what I want out of it. Mm. I want at least this amount of opportunity. Yeah. Else we're not going to do it again. Yeah, so I think that's absolutely fine. I've told my sales reps and everyone, I was like, guys, if you don't come back with this, then we're not doing it again. Yeah. I'm kind of putting, like, saying, guys, fair enough. Because they all love it. They love to do these. Mm -hmm. You get flight tickets, they get dinner, they get yeah. hotel rooms, they get a little bit break from the wives, whatever. They love doing that shit, and that's fine. I, I get that. But we, we got to make sure we at least get some output. I understand that, like, the whole part about an event where you like when you have a booth, it's a thing that's different from the one you described. Yeah, yeah. Was the one where you have a booth? It's hard to measure. You need to get more out of it. But I've sat at that booth. Okay, I for a plan day, we would organize a lot of events like the Excel Center in London, and I would go, and our sales guys, like you said, it was a jolly, and they're sat on their email or they're sat on their phone, 
and it was the same vibe of like guys like why am i doing the talking and the and this is something i think i've come across this in a lot of places as well what pissed me off is that any lead generated at that event was a sales outbound lead and that made no sense to me in in the context of like having this setup where marketing has to justify its expense you know, if you think of a world of like marketing, you have X amount of money. What are you generating? Well, if I'm spending 30,000 pounds yeah. to have a booth and send sales out there, then any leads they get should be mine. Yeah, and then that's app. That's like a structural issue. And yeah, it's a structural issue. And that was something I came across actually in, in more than one company where it's like, no, this is a sales generated lead. And you're like, no, it's not. And then, yeah. So that was one of the things here when they started talking about events. I was like, as long as it's clear that any event that is generated through our spend is attributed to us, but luckily here, it's, we don't have that same... And that's the thing, right? You don't yeah. have that debacle, but it's just annoying that it gets... Yeah, yeah, you do have to get to that point. But I think, I think personally, I think um, booking a stand is, is a waste of money. I, I am actually in the same booth, like, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I didn't even do that. Wow. But, it, wow. But, it, uh, but no, but I'm actually... So I think uh, we've had a lot of success with just buying tickets, just like sending sales reps, buying tickets, work the floor, go hit the floor. Yeah. Like, uh, I think because the booths are really expensive. Oh, Web God. Summit? Web Summit. Web Summit is Side, all these guys, yeah, like, whatever it is, whatever your jam is, they're really expensive. They don't know how to charge for it. What I've had success with and is getting a few people on the ground and then combining it with getting a speaker slot. Yes. So positioning the CEO, the CEO, or myself, I've actually spoken at a million, a lot of events, but having multiple people on the ground plus speaking. Because then they say like, hey, I'm, guys, I'm going to speak to your event for free. Boom. I only want a few tickets for my guys. Yep. And then suddenly you're only paying flights and hotels, and yeah. which is still expensive, but the opportunity cost is way less. And that's the thought leadership, right? That's where it comes in, in for branding and, and getting your name out there. And that's really when you're low on budget, it's a really good approach. Yeah. That's why that's what I found at least. Well, one of the things we are gonna start doing is because we also did an event in Portugal, which was too expensive for what we got. Yeah. Lesson learned. But now, like for example, Web Summit, we know what's happening. We'll send people and we'll invite people who we know are going, saying, Let's go out to dinner. Yeah. We don't yeah. step foot inside the venue. Yeah. We just know that, you know, people put on social media, right? They put on LinkedIn, yeah. I'm going to this, I'm going yeah. so we book a, a hotel, uh, not a hotel, excuse me, we book a restaurant. Yeah. private room or something in a restaurant and we invite people to that and actually we did this at the portugal event we were there but we also did this on the side and it's a nice way to kind of ride the coattails of an event but now you're only paying for dinner and flight in a hotel as opposed to paying thousands for a, a stall that no one's going to really absolutely convert at. i think that's a really good way we did that too yeah something similar i think that's a good way to do it right and the other thing that i think i'd like to just a few tips of people maybe going back to these small one-person armies who maybe don't have the resources I've been at stuff, and I think this is very clever, um, breakfast meet, breakfast events. Yeah. So like eight to nine, so you don't miss work, free breakfast, and have a couple of speakers. Yeah. You know? Really, those are really good. They're those good. are super powerful. And it's yeah. one of those things where like people are like, it's not scalable. No, but it's good. But if it's regular. It's good. Then you build a community. Yeah. It, who good. cares about scalable if it's regular and people rely on it you? It doesn't like, cost you a bunch of croissants. Yeah, it's literally a coffee and croissants. Yeah. And then you get to talk to people. And then the other thing I've done is like lunch and learns. Yes. Where you offer free lunch, come on in, and then we do some kind of knowledge exchange. I think that's the point of it. Like events doesn't always have to be this huge exactly. animal that you have to somehow how, how tackle. It can actually be that simple. Yeah. Offering some lunch to some people. And I think the other thing is also to take, and again, it depends on the structure, but to take the foot off this lead generation yeah. pedal. You are not, because people can smell a sale from a mile away, yeah, right? Yeah. 
So you were there as a thought leader. You were there to give value. You're there to build trust. And if people want to become a customer later, that's awesome. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is to provide value. And then, you know, eventually, it'll hopefully come back. come back. It'll come back. If your product is good, it'll come back. And the if sub- a shitty product, there's nothing we can do here. Yeah. But but uh, but if it's a good product and if there's if there's intent in the organization, 100%. And the summit that we did, actually, we've been asked by the attendees, can you do this every six months? Wow. So it's like, okay, I guess we have our you know prerogative. And there was a lot of people who are not yet customers who are sharing that they were yeah, here. Probably go bigger, right? Like you had 80 people. Like what if it's 200 next year? Yeah. Right. Anything's possible. Well, I, our CEO, um, he used to work at Unity. And okay. he was saying that the first Unity event was in like a church in Copenhagen. Okay. And now it's like 2,000 people. It's like this huge global event. It takes place all, all over the world. You know, you got to start somewhere. I'm not saying that we might not get to that point, but you got to start somewhere. Don't start thinking that's what you have to do. We have the space. Everyone came in here. Everyone got coffee. So we had some uh, smurble. I can't say that word. Smurble. Smurble. Danish is beautiful. Danish is beautiful. It's a beautiful language. You know, but anyway. So um, I guess the takeaways are, it doesn't have to be huge. I want to ask one quick, oh yes, okay, sorry, but how do you promote your physical events? What what have been successful for you in the past? Paid social. Paid social? Paid social, yeah. mostly. Um, I want to add a word about Or that's been really good for me, uh, email lists. Oh. Email lists, or not like not the ones you buy. Okay. <laughs> no, no, just like uh, your own asset list, your email list. That's been actually, that combined with paid and, and organic social, mm-hmm. that's been the main three drivers. Nice. Uh, e- email list, because like, it's it's one of like, uh, I remember I did, the, I spoke, uh, let me, this is not an event I did, but I spoke at the social ad conference, which is like a host, but he's like Obsidian guys. Super cool. I spoke in the first two years they did it. And they had, they, they literally, I think they only promoted with organic social and promoted it with their email list. They sold out the tickets for the event, 80% of all the tickets, I think, in the first few days because of the email blast. Wow. And that, I think that's the, goes back to Kate's discussions about like having your own assets or stuff. Mm-hmm. Having an email list, super powerful. Yeah, yeah. Other than the rest. As long as people have uh, opted in to be contacted. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> but it's, it's one of the ways how you, how can you monetize an e- email list? Well, arranging events or anticipate like these tickets are two and a half thousand dollars not cheap wow like sold out boom nice uh, 80 percent in a few days well we actually for the summit was invite only and yeah. it's another strategy of like yeah, this is exclusive this is just for you um and that was to an email list an existing email list obviously but um yeah yeah we also did the other side of like this is just for you one thing i would love people to do more of when it comes to physical events is the same thing i'm a proponent of when it comes to virtual repurposing we spoke about this in the last episode, yep. but how, how to actually do that, I'm, my, my only, I'm, before we can get, I'll keep it short, but my point is this, like, when you have someone speaking on stage, who's your CEO, record that shit and use Yes. It. Please record it. Please record him in front of that audience where like, hey, they all go away, they all go ask questions. He looks cool, the company looks yeah. cool, use it. And you don't need this full on production company. We're filming on our phones. Hi. Right? So you can get your phone, you can get a tripod. We invested a couple of mics. They were, I think we spent 400 kroner on a handful of mics and we just hooked them up. Easily set up. And it, even if it's if it's not something, rent a freelance videographer. Yeah. Like, they're more for one day, like a thousand kroners, two thousand, whatever. Doesn't have to be the most expensive guy or girl in the world, but you can get pretty easy going with that stuff. Use it. Use it. It's Absolutely. money worth well spent. And then turn that presentation into a webinar. And a white paper. Yeah. Social content for three months. <laughs> uh, here we go. And here we go. Yeah. 
that's one of the episodes we should probably do is like, what do we repurpose? Yeah. What is the life cycle of this thing? That's Recycling. a t-shirt. That's an idea on the fly. Tune in, folks. <laughs> All right. We summarize it. Summarize it. Shortly, do physical events. Don't care about if they're scalable or not. Um, provide value. Provide value. Yeah. And get your customers and prospects in the same room. Yes, exactly. It's a lot of work, so you got to be able to know that, hey, you're prioritizing this and you might be prioritizing differently in the future, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of work. Get your salespeople involved. Make sure they're part of the process. Make sure it's attributed correctly. Mm -hmm. Make sure you look at the right metrics, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't don't just do an event and don't measure the success. Yep. You measure the success. And decide maybe in advance what does a good event look like so you know whether you've done it or not. Use your lower promotion channels, paid social, organic social, and email lists. Mm -hmm. And lastly, repurpose the shit out of it. Yep. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Thank guys. you, guys. Take care. Bye.